Hello and welcome back to the Manuka Sunday podcast. I'm your host Mel, the founder of Manuka Sunday and Manuka Sunday Creative, and I have a special guest with me today. You want to introduce yourself? Yes. <laughs> this. Oh. oh, go. Who am I? <laughs> you need to introduce yourself. But you were about to talk. I'm Joey. <laughs> you need to give it a little bit more than that. Okay, let's just keep it going. Yeah. Let's just keep it going. Let's go. I'm Joey. Should I say my last name? Yeah. Rick and Tony. Who are you? Husband and uh, founder. Okay, if anybody couldn't, <laughs> couldn't follow along with that, Joey is my husband. It's weird saying that. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I'm Joey. We've been together quite some time. I did a couple of these a year ago, and I'm back. You were like, I'm done with this podcast no, that No, you were like, get out of here. I got to take this thing in a new direction. Numbers are low, and now numbers are up. So we're going to try and whittle me back in. I guarantee people are going to message him being like, we need more of Joey. No. Yeah. So that's probably going to happen a little bit more in the future. If you are new here, Joey and I started this podcast off strong with about 10 episodes together. I never I never started. This was always your podcast. I was a, a, a co-person at, it was the, fun, at the beginning though. of it. Absolutely. It was, Absolutely. It was fun. If you're, yeah, if you haven't listened to the first to 10 episodes of this podcast, it's going to be rough, but it's kind of fun. It's mm-hmm. funny. Just Joey and I just chatting about life. So yeah, check that out if you haven't yet. It might give you a little bit of a background on us. But this entire episode is devoted to how we got married, why we decided to elope, the whole rundown and all that. So I've dragged Joey in here. He's, <laughs> he's looking at the ground contemplating life right now, but... No. I have collected some um, questions from people that have, not just from Instagram, from life in general, like friends, family, everything like that. I've collected all the questions and we're going to answer them all here. And I just wanted to get Joey's opinion too, because he's half of this equation. What do you think? That sounds splendid. (laughs) And I can't wait. (laughs) For real. No, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, okay. This one is the very beginning of it all. was asked, I was going to say he, but I can't remember who asked this. I've, a couple of people asked, give us the rundown on how this was all planned out and how it all happened. What? The wedding? Our wedding. Um, you want to take this one? Yeah. Okay. So I had a brand shoot. I had a brand shoot photography shoot planned out with our photographer that worked on our brand photos for my website website launch she's also an elopement and wedding photographer so joey and i were kind of thinking one day you know we were like you know what it's been a while since we've been engaged there's lots going on, all that. We'll get into that de- details later. But I basically messaged Lilia, our photographer, saying, slight change of plans. I think we need to change the brand shoot into a, a wedding shoot. We're going to elope. It's just going to be me, Joey, you, and our pastor. Yeah. And... Yeah, that was kind of it. And then we started planning around it. And that was two weeks later we were married. 
But there's so much more behind that. Yeah. It wasn't just like, hey, let's switch up the photo shoot. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's so much more behind it. There's way more than that. That that wasn't really how how it went, I don't think. Sorry, we're peeking the microphone a little bit. But essentially... It's more along the lines of if we're really getting real, and not that it was a shotgun wedding by any means, and that <laughs> definitely doesn't mean that there's a baby on the way, because there is not. No. If my mother's listening. Um, <laughs> but um, we were waiting for a long time for my American passport to come in, because we were working with a separate um, group. And we've signed a waiver, so we cannot talk about the the (laughs) specifics of who and what and why it all went down a certain way that it went. But essentially, we were waiting for a long time. And then, once we switched to this other place, um, my passport ended up coming through a lot faster. And again, if nobody listened a year ago, you know, we were both living in Canada. Mm -hmm. A year ago, really six months ago, seven months ago, we were living in Canada. So then when we came here, it was the plan to get my American passport. So then we could move on. But essentially, we could not get married until I had my passport because it would have made the green card process a lot more difficult for Mel. And basically, that came in. And then from there, we were like, okay, it's been a very long time. There's still a lot of uncertainty of when and how we're going to get all of our family together because I have a very big family and a lot of it's in Canada and Mel's is on the west coast of Canada too. So it would have made the logistics a lot more difficult and it would have added, you know, maybe five, six months on top of where we were a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. a month ago. Mm-hmm. And then that's really how it went down. Yeah. <laughs> so the fun version is we just decided to switch up our photo shoots. and But that's that's the real story. We basically wanted... We, and it wasn't just because we wanted to get our passports and all of that situated. We really did want to get married for a long time. And mm-hmm. we have been waiting for the perfect time and just trying to figure out what's best for us, our families, and all of that. And... Honestly, that ju- it just came down to us sitting down one morning and we we're like, screw it. We're just going to do this and we're going to make it the best thing possible. Mm-hmm. And it really was. It was. And I had been saying literally since we were engaged, I was like, I would elope. I would do it in a second. I, I had always personally felt that way. Not that I wanted it because I would love to have my family there if we could have everyone there and do it the right way. But it was peak COVID. Mm-hmm. And... That whole situation. So in my in my head, my view was if it's going to stay like this, I don't want to have a half-baked sort of thing. I'd rather elope and then do the big party and whatever. But yeah, yeah. it was great. It was great in every way. Okay, so somebody asked to run through the day of. How was that? Or let's start with the night before because Joey woke up not feeling too good. I didn't either. I can't even, I can't even hold myself against that. Um, the night before my younger brother, um, organized a little shindig with some of his buddies and we just went to Top Golf and just, you know, had some beers, just typical, typical guy stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> went to Top Golf, had some beers, went back, had 
they got me an ice cream cake and it said the prick's getting hitched. It was really funny. It was it was just a really thoughtful good night and my younger brother did a great job because you know, it's it's tough moving to a new place and since we've been here I've been settling in and acclimating and not to be like I have no friends here, but it's been primarily family. Yeah. Especially after not being around family for seven years consistently. And um, so him and all his buddies came out, who are my buddies too, but they're more so his. And it just really altogether turned out to be a super fun time. And it was was simple, but definitely it was one of those nights where the drinks were kind of going down easy and there wasn't (laughs) enough water. And then it was capped off with too much Taco Bell, and it was it was a nightmare situation. The next the next morning. Let's just say we heard noises from the bathroom that I've never experienced in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad for you. It was a symphony. I was um, I was not feeling good either. I had I was sitting like legs up outside on the back of our garage and laying in the sun trying to get like every life into me as possible i had a face mask on i was like downing vitamin water and all that but i ran around and got my hair done (laughs) i got i got a blowout i went and picked up some like little things here and there to like decorate our place because for those who don't know we had our elopement ceremony in our living room and joey made it very cute with candles and flowers and it was beautiful um and then time came we started getting ready and it was probably around like six i think when our photographer and our pastor came mm-hmm. and then six thirty. It was showtime <laughs> it was showtime and also too i guess the day before or two days before. I guess that's kind of irrelevant information, but I got my suit jacket from Target. <laughs> and I got my suit pants from Marshalls for 12 bucks. We can't forget that. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole story on itself because what we, me and you wore, we got so many compliments on our, our outfits and people would laugh if they actually knew the whole situation. The price total. A real um, a real quick rundown. My outfit was probably under hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure under hundred dollars. Yeah. And I just had my black dress shoes that I wear once every three years when one of my cousins get married <laughs> and bought a new thing and got a white button down from my brother. So I was very much not in a hole. <laughs> But it looked great, and honestly, I feel like we both felt confident in it, and that's... Yeah, for sure. Honestly, like, a lot of people ask me, like, do you regret not getting a a big dress or anything? And, like, the dress that I wore was supposed to be for an engagement party a long time ago, Mm -hmm. and I felt so good in it, and I was like, you know what? This isn't going to be a formal thing anyways. I... I can, I have lots of years to spend a ton of money on dresses. Absolutely. And, two, it's just... I've I've just always felt it's it's the the memories and everything surrounding that day is just I don't I don't think you necessarily remember like the dress or whatever I mean for a guy anyways it's always a black suit yeah that's basically it so it was just a slightly dressed down version of it without a tie so none of those things would mean anything it's more so about i mean it's completely about the commitment that you're making with one another 
And I think a lot of the window dressing kind of dilutes that and the meaning of the day gets lost when you're worrying because you're like, the harpist messed up my walk down song, you know, the ice sculptures <laughs> melt. There, there's so many things that could go wrong. And when you strip it down to four people in a room with candles, you know, really the only thing we were worried about was someone knocking on our front door yeah. and that didn't happen. So the, the one thing that could have gone wrong versus the 300 yeah. with all the guests and trying to make them happy when it's supposed to be your day. It was like, it just felt like the right call. Yeah. We were even going to do it like down by the lake. And Joey was like, you know what? <laughs> the chances of it raining are pretty high right now. Yeah, it's and a- April in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. We were just like, let's just take every single stressful situation out of this. And I'm so happy we did. Honestly, again, like it's so far from what I ever imagined, but it's like, it's such a, heartfelt day that I will I've never ever ever forget it mm-hmm. it was very cool yeah so we had our little ceremony in our living room it was so beautiful the sun was setting and came right through the like drapes right as everything was going down it was honestly gorgeous like we were all stunned Joey cried <laughs> I keep putting that out there <laughs> and I Whoa. cried too I cried too and then yeah, the ceremony obviously was very sh- sweet and short. It was just the two of us, so it wasn't really much to go on about. We mm-hmm. signed our papers, and we popped some champagne, and then we took a few photos around our house, which are so sweet. And you need to do a big shout-out to Lilia, our photographer. I'll, I'll link her website down below because she's incredible, and mm-hmm. she travels anywhere. She's literally in Ireland, I think, when this is going to be coming out. So mm-hmm. she travels everywhere for photography, but she's incredible. And then Joey, Lilia, and I hopped in our cars, headed downtown Cleveland, and we found the most amazing space right by the hotel that we booked for some more photos. And yeah, it was pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. And then we had an amazing dinner that we were honestly so full. We We were kind of hungover still, so we were still like full slush. I don't know. That might be bad to say, but the dinner was the most amazing food I've ever had, ever. It was at the Venetian in Cleveland. In Key Tower. In Key Tower, yeah. Um, but yeah, I had the best chicken parm of my life. It was a bone-in <laughs> chicken parm and all the pasta was homemade. And I've had some pretty good some pretty good chicken parms, but this one was delicious. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it really like capped off an awesome, awesome day. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. And then we packed all our things and brought it down with us and headed out to Chicago the next morning mm-hmm. for a little four-day stint. But, okay, going back to these questions, I feel like we got way off there. Um, How'd you like it? I feel so much pressure and guilt to have a big wedding. We don't have any money. Ooh. Oh. I feel like we kind relate. of touched on that, but yeah, honestly... I feel like the last two years has totally changed a lot of people's minds on huge weddings. Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta do what you gotta do. I'm sure there'll be a rebound of that where people want to, you know, celebrate life and all of that, which is great. But, I mean, you can do a small wedding. I, I understand that. If this person, whoever wrote that, has a big family, I get it. Like, I have, like... 30 plus first cousins and aunts and uncles, like people who you couldn't 
not invite. It's not like a second cousin or whatever. It's like these are immediate people that I would need to be there. So I get that. Like keeping a wedding under a hundred when you like round in your partner side and then all your friends. Yeah. And then the residual people who you're like, I don't even know they, who these people are. <laughs> not even that, but it's like we're acquaintances. And if you hear through the grapevine, it might make things weird yeah. that you weren't there or I'll have to explain to you. You know, I mean, that makes things really hard. But when you cut it down to the core and be, and you say, I'm just going to do mom and dad, um, grandparents, and immediate family, you could have a very nice, quaint wedding. And it, the tough thing is really just defining who that circle is and limiting friends too. Because I think your best friends, your best, best friends will understand. Mm -hmm. Your family won't. That's the tough thing. And if you're going to do it small, I think you either have to do just the two of you (laughs) or just the family. Because as soon as like... I think as soon as one friend gets involved, that's where it gets really tough. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's your life. It's you and your partner's life. You can't be trying to please anyone else because it's your day. That's what it is. And that's the saddest thing to me. And not saying that this is what this person's going through. But when the parents try and live through the day and make it about them Mm -hmm. and their friends and showing you off... You got to make tough decisions. There's going to be a lot more tough decisions than who the invite list is on your wedding, and especially in a marriage, working with two people. So I think you just got to stand up for yourself and do what you want. And that's not selfish, but some people might see it that way. So you're just going to have to live with that. Yeah. And I think like we had so much support around us. Mm-hmm. There was definitely like questions at the very beginning, but very quickly turned around to being like whatever makes you happy you got to do and obviously there was a lot of circumstances that we couldn't really work around so we had to make the best of what we had and yeah exactly what you said there's there's moments where you just got to be selfish for yourself and it's not selfish just by wanting like for example the moment that we decided we're like yes we're gonna do this i had so much relief or like pressure come off of my back like it literally felt like the easiest thing ever Mm -hmm. it felt it went from oh my gosh what are we gonna do i have a million things to plan and figure out and make all these people happy to all i have to deal with is me and you showing up on the day right and it it just created so much ease into something that should be so simplified because it's just about the love right right and that's what i loved about it the most for sure and just with the the stereotypical sayings that you hear about a wedding day, when people say things like, oh, your wedding day is so hectic, you won't even be able to eat your own meal. You've heard that before, yeah. right? Yeah. Those sorts of things. It's like, I ate the best chicken part of my life that night. <laughs> I got to enjoy my food and the time with, you know... My wife, my <laughs> wife, and none of that was impeded by a friend of mine or whoever, 
a drunk family member or someone grabbing me and be like, do you remember that time when you were a kid and we did this thing and da-da-da-da-da and like pulling away from those things. And not that those are bad because those are great memories and reflecting on that big day together. That's awesome. But there's also something cool and maybe not that we're going to start a trend because people have been eloping forever. A thing of doing a sort of two day (laughs) whatever do the ceremony so you can really reflect and then have like a party a couple weeks later or whatever after to do the like the reception yeah i love that idea so you you know so you're not blending those two things with these like completely different atmospheres together because to go from Taking your vows and saying, like, I'm going to devote my life from you. I'll never forsake you. All of these things to doing the YMCA with <laughs> 400 people. It's Those are very different things. And again, it can be fun. It's up to preference. But you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Also, a side note, Joey and I definitely want to. We're planning on having a big celebration with, like, our friends and family mm-hmm. and all that when we can. Yeah. It was just not the right time for us. But yeah. None of you are invited. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. What's the truth? <laughs> okay. Next one was, was it stressful to plan? Uh, no. no. Literally not stressful at all. We had a Zoom call with our pastor to run through everything. And he like gave us the whole spiel on what he was going to say and like all this stuff. And like, honestly, I was so go with the flow i was like whatever you want to do <laughs> works mm. for me i was so cool with whatever and and the, i think that just came with like we were releasing everything we didn't have any expectations to hold right. as long as i looked good that's all that i cared about honestly right and that you showed up right that's absolutely. all i cared about absolutely and i think the only there was one it wasn't even a panic moment it was just a a reminder thing i texted mel and said make sure you get batteries i forgot to get batteries because the candles we bought were like oh yeah battery <laughs> yeah so. i also made a playlist for um for the whole ceremony as i was doing my makeup <laughs> yeah 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 Th- those sorts of small things and um but it was kind of fun doing that for sure it was great and this is just an, a side note it's something i want to say before it slips out of my mind yeah it's like the correlation between your wedding day and success in your marriage and i'm not trying to be armchair expert being married for a week (laughs) i Um, mean we've been together for eight years yeah but i mean that's maybe that's another question but it It is it's different (laughs) yeah yeah um there's no correlation between the size of your wedding and what the day was like and the success of your marriage. Mm-hmm. And we've all seen or have known someone who've had a spectacular, lovely wedding and things just didn't work out or were never going to. And people wanted to have the wedding more than they wanted to be married. Mm-hmm. Or people didn't even have a wedding and they just did a courthouse type of thing and it's been incredible. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that have done that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. How long were you together for before you got engaged? I just let that one slip, but I guess people would know that if they listened before too. Yeah. We've been together for eight years. Yeah. Eight, is it? Seven years. Almost eight years. Seven years years on a streak. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's wild. Um, Next one's how you, how'd you guys meet? You want to do that? 
Yeah. How'd we meet? I was holding it down on campus, doing my thing. Freshman. Yeah. Football player, doing my thing. <laughs> Mel was like, who is that? I think you need to get closer to the mic. <laughs> I didn't want to scream. Um, we just met through friends in university. We had Mel had a friend who was dating a friend of mine, and we would just study in the study rooms and we'd just kind of be around each other Mm. and that was the general sort of thing and uh then we went to dave and buster's one night and that's the first time we really kind of talked Mm -hmm. and i had my eye on you yeah it was all part of the plan yeah yeah (laughs) it felt a little orchestrated and um then the next night it was kind of the night where everyone would go out to this restaurant slash bar it wasn't a restaurant you it get was through like there the I, college ate, pub. I, I ate there more than i drank uh, True. monday night half price burgers um but yeah it was just there and we talked and talked the night away and things kind of just kept growing from there i guess and um then we, i don't know i don't know how long after that we went on our first date but then we went to earl's right yeah, Earl's. we went to Earl's. Had spicy chicken tacos, ordered the same thing. And it was weird because I was like, people are like, I was broke in college. It's like, you don't know what broke was <laughs> until you saw me. <laughs> like, it was like crazy, crazy. And Mel picked me up for our date and she was in third year and I was in first year. So it was a little emasculating. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you want to, it's just the things where it's like you you want to yeah court a woman the right way yeah. but it was also that broke down all the walls of trying to act or seem a certain way that's true which was good mhm it was honest right from right from the start mhm yeah we were probably we were probably seeing each other before dating for only like a month and we started dating right away yeah cuz it was february yeah. the end of february and then that goes into the next question. This is specifically for you. How did you know Mel was the one? <laughs> the one? Like the marriage one? Yeah. Um, like did you did you have a time where you're like, whoa, I this is gonna make I'm gonna make this official? I mean, there was definitely like moments throughout where it's like cause I think in a relationship when you're dating it's the honeymoon stage for the first six months and then six months comes and then yeah the formalities kind of drop and then from there you're really you're faced with your first challenge whatever that might be you just kind of handle problems in a different way so that might be the first time you fight or maybe it happens earlier, but for the first time I fart in you in front of you. Yeah, that that sort of thing. Where <laughs> I almost said the first time I fart in you. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, you. I think kind of that six month point. You come face to face with that, and then you work through it, or you don't. And then there's a six months to a year is very different, and then two years to one year is very different. And then maybe three years, things kind of start seem so routine. What, so or whatever. when was it for you? I'm getting there. Okay. Let me rant. Um, no, but there were so. What I'm trying to say is, there were times where I was like, "Oh yeah, I know," but I didn't know. And then it, there were like, "Okay, I still have a lot to learn about you and how to be like what 
being, excuse me, I gotta sneeze real quick. <coughs> excuse yeah, me. Bless. Thank you. We can do that so you can cut the sneeze out. Okay. See the double clap? Yeah. But leave that in because it's a good tip. Um, there's things where it's not, and it's not necessarily like, I don't know if she's right for me. It's like, I don't know if I'm ready to be a good husband. Like, would I be a good husband at 22 years old? Looking back in retrospect, absolutely not. I wouldn't have been. Even though there were moments where I felt like maybe I was ready. I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so I really think it wasn't until we were both out of school, living in Toronto, and we were spending consistent time with each other and not just like throwaway university time where you're always hanging out with each other because you just live like right down the street. Mm -hmm. And... It's also, There's just nothing else to do. Yeah. At that point, we were also like, we were both struggling. Like, we were feeling the struggle of trying to make ends meet with money. And we were also just like making... I felt like it. we didn't have huge dates or like extravagant stuff like that to make us be like, oh my gosh, I had the best time. Like, we always, we always made the most out of everything. Absolutely. Like... Just a quick so I remember the first couple months we were dating, it was Easter and neither of us could go home because <laughs> we had spring football. So you couldn't I couldn't go back to Cleveland to see my family. It was just too much of a trip. And your family was in B.C. or yeah. Vegas at the time. Yeah. And we played baseball with a broomstick and a bottle cap in the back <laughs> alley of your house. And it was just something to make the time go by. Yeah. And... Yeah, definitely working with <laughs> very little and not like you. Mel knew from an early time. I was like, I wouldn't be taking her out to super fancy dinners or even picking her up in a car or anything like that. So the good times were going to have to be from being with each other. And so I think. Just to wrap up this super long-winded answer. Once we got to the point where it was like, I could actually do those things and like take you out for a dinner or whatever, and we could spend more time once we were both out of school and working consistently-ish, I think I knew like eight months out, or maybe a year out from when I proposed, that I was like, definitely, mm. I'm... I'm I'm ready and I'm going to start saving <laughs> for a ring. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. And next one is... Um, what was your favorite part of the day? <laughs> Just kind of bouncing back and forth. What was your favorite part of the day we had our wedding? Probably once the photos were done. Not that I didn't have a great time. Lilia did a great job. But I, I just... I think I have that, I don't know what to call it, but just the relief of knowing that the job and the formalities are done mm -hmm. and you can move on and kick back and eat <laughs> <laughs> everything that comes after a wedding, you know, <laughs> all those things. It was that was that it just felt good yeah. to be the 
to be like, it's just you and I now. We yeah. don't have to worry about anyone else. And I think that would have been even more amplified if there were like tons of family and friends and all that there to pull away and be like, okay, it's just us now. Yeah. Because I've always been that way. And so, yeah, I think once we were finished and it was like, let's just eat like great food and, you know. <laughs> You're bouncing around that you know a lot. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... Okay, there's one that's where'd you find your dress? We went over that a little bit. It was literally a Zara dress that was 40 bucks that I was supposed to wear for an engagement party. Mm. I made it work with some Amazon tactics and so a little DIY. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one, do you feel different around each other now that it's official? I don't know if I feel different. I... Actually, it's weird. I've said this to a couple of people. It's I feel extremely different, but the exact same at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it feels so secure in yeah. some way. And like, not that I ever doubted that we would break up in any way, but now it's like, I don't know. I'm I'm the one that's, I'm going to take care of you and you're going to take care of me. Right. Absolutely. Don't cry. I might cry. She's tearing up. <laughs> um, it kind of... Uh, this is, might be a really not relevant metaphor, but it kind of feels like getting out of debt in a way where you've been making those payments. You've been... You cashed in and got me, hey? <laughs> but just to be... To to say no one can take this from me, at yeah. least contractually. Yeah. <laughs> legally. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's... Definitely. I mean, for me, it definitely feels different because you've gone and you've made that commitment. You've signed papers that state I will never go against the vows that I made. Mm -hmm. I've made this commitment to you in front of God, in front of the state that we're committed to each other. And whenever kids come into this world... We're both going to take care of them and we're both going to be there. And even if things get really bad, that's... And obviously, people break their vows and people get divorced and that's understandable. But I don't commit to something unless I'm all in. And, you know, you you the same way. And I think most people, 99% of people feel that way going into a marriage and... For better or for worse, that holds a lot of weight when you say those things. For better or for worse. That means as bad as things could ever get, (laughs) we're going to stick around and, you know, keep fighting through whatever problems. And those issues will arise. But you're committed. Mm -hmm. And you made those commitments. So you got to keep working at it. So I I, I definitely feel different. There's, There's no escape shoot and i mean that in the best possible way not being like you're trapped with me and i'm trapped with you it's like no it's like you were it doesn't feel like a trap it feels like you're very secure in Mm -hmm. like a team situation for sure it's what that's something our pastor has said to us which i've heard before and a lot of people have heard before but it's very true It's, it's like the three corded rope right it's like you have god and you have you 
and your partner and together those make one entity like you become one when you have a wedding and a lot of people go well you know it's the classic line it's like marriage is archaic it's like no it's a commitment to one another and it's a commitment to if you if you bring children into this world that you can't run off and be a deadbeat dad because that happens a lot and there's nothing holding these people accountable to abandoning their kids and again not that i would ever do that but you have those feelings in your mind that go this is serious like so serious this is such a steep commitment and i'm not going to take that for granted Hmm. i also wanted to say like when we got married i uh, not instantly but the past couple days i've been like i need to learn some more recipes and i lean to like it makes me want to yes please (laughs) it makes me want to learn more stuff that makes you happy Mm -hmm. and not that that wasn't there before but it just yeah we could turn it up a little bit we could turn it up a little bit no, um, definitely, definitely. And on my end, I've felt things where it's, I'm like, let's crank up the business side of things so I can provide for my wife. So <laughs> when she's pregnant one day, she doesn't have to work and those sorts of things. Yeah, no, and I get that. Sorry if I'm upsetting any uh, power empowered people. I think it's great that you can provide for yourself, but I think that's a thing of love to be able to provide for someone so they don't have to work when they're doing something extremely hard. Yeah. I don't want to have to work when I have a baby in my arms. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Okay. So the last couple of questions weren't really about the the elopement or anything. It was more like about our relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, one of them was, do you believe in, do you believe in love languages and how do why do they matter to a relationship? I think we already did an episode on this. We did. We did a full episode on love languages and we kind of explained our own and what we think about them. Yes, absolutely. I think love languages are real and you have to actually understand the other person's love language and not be like, this is my love language that I give. You have to adapt and meet in the middle. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, you have to understand, and also, well, in my opinion, I know what I need, but I'm also, after eight years, I'm kind of at this point expecting Joey to pick up on the cues that, and we both know what each other needs, and it's like you're not, you don't have to ask for it, Mm -hmm. it's something that's given, Mm-hmm. and it's just like give and take i will you don't have to ask for things that make you happy i begin to learn those things and i want to be to do them mm-hmm. even though it's not technically my love language i want to go out of my way to make you happy because you get that in return too and it's not like i'm gonna do this right. so you give it to me back right it's out of the, the genuine of the relationship. Absolutely. But I think still there's been a lot of times where it's, you've had to say those things. And I've had to say those things too. We definitely pick up, but it's not that we're telepathic and can just understand those things. Sometimes they have to be stated, which I've had to do. Yeah. No, communication is do. number one for sure. Right. But I mean communicating the love languages and not just, you know, for myself being cared for in certain ways 
might be different than what you grew up around seeing yeah with your family and vice versa so you have to adapt and make sacrifices sometimes from what you expect and what you'll give mm-hmm. yeah what's your love language i thought you knew <laughs> what is it? well i mean definitely to me when someone puts a plate of food in front of you that's made with love mm-hmm. that's the ultimate form of love to me because it's the time that it takes it's you know you can taste when a good meal has been cooked right Mm -hmm. and when you put a great plate of food in front of me it's like so appreciative because you get to enjoy it on so many levels like when you eat you're spending time with each other you're enjoying the food. So it's like a multiple sense experiment mm-hmm. or experience, sorry. Yeah. Where you're enjoying the food, you're enjoying the conversation and the company that you're having and that feeling of finishing your meal and then sitting back and just being like, oh, that was great and reflecting and then talking more. Mm-hmm. That all emanates from someone cooking with love and because you love the person that you're cooking for. And so I think that is a huge one for myself. And also, too, just not feeling, like, obligated to to overperform as well. I mm-hmm. think that's a weird love language, but does that make sense? Just where you can just keep things easy and just roll with it. Like, yeah. when we went to Chicago, everything yeah. was easy. It was just like, you want to do this? Sure. Or being comfortable off comfortable enough to be like no and not allowing me to steamroll you that's that's a big thing like your dignity and your backbone is a love language too Mm. for sure interesting but i mean i'm also like i'm a naturally affectionate person so that is a big thing to me too Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but yeah what about what about you you? i appreciate I am definitely like words of affirmation and you and that just like clicked with us so instantly because mm-hmm. I mean we both grew up in families that say I love you all the time so we are used to that mm-hmm. Joey says I love you like 50 times a day <laughs> not to call you out but I love that so much and it's just a part of I'm gonna cut that quota down <laughs> it just is a part of what we got so that's a big one for me and just showing showing up for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 This went way longer than I was expecting. I thought we were going to do yeah. like a 30-minute in and out of there. Yeah, because I talk too much, and this is why I got off the podcast no! in the first place. Yes, because okay. I take over the conversation, and you don't get to talk enough, and this is your audience. So that's why you're not going to see me for a while. But you're my guest, and I wanted you to talk. So thank you for coming yeah. on. Thank you for coming on, Joey, my husband. Thanks, Mel Manuka, my wife. It's great. (laughs) And I think what you're doing is very great. And I'm very proud of you. And I support you. Thanks. And I hope you know that. Thanks. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Do you really know that? You're making me uncomfortable now. Why? Because. Because I'm so proud of you. Yeah, and you keep getting closer and closer to me. I would like to say one final thing. Let's hear it. All that we know is that we don't know. And just, (laughs) you know, just because I hate listening back to these things years later and being like, 
Of course. First of all, saying like as much as I do, it drives me crazy when I listen back. But being listened to and people feeling or myself feeling in a way where it was like, oh, we know we knew exactly what we were talking about and what we were getting into because we have no idea. We haven't lived anything in the future so well i think there's two ways to look at it you can look at it like that like five years down the road being like what was he talking about he's acting like he knows everything Mm -hmm. or looking at it five years from now as like a piece of your life and that's what you knew at that point Mm -hmm. and you just take everything with a grain of salt and this is just us sharing our experiences and for sure But, and just too, for, I swear this is the last thing I'll say, I swear, (laughs) for especially women out there, because I think guys are much less likely to watch my wedding day vlog of some guy talking about what his wedding day was like. Yeah. But for women, just your experience isn't going to be like anyone that you're watching on YouTube or TV. And it's about your relationship and your connection with the person that you're with. So don't put stock into what other people say. Like, listen to your loved ones and people who you've lived with every day. Those relationships where you've seen the inside of it that you want to emulate and know that there's going to be flaws in everything. So just just don't think that it's all a movie, you know, montage or a highlight reel because it's not. It's never going to be. And your experience is what you're going to experience. And when you stick true to that, it's going to be the best day ever, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a wrap. Wrap it. Back at it again. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Send me a message and tell me how much you loved hearing Joy's voice so I can get him back on here. Thank you again for listening. Let's get canes. Thank you again for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. I love you all. And yeah, we'll see you next week.